The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Amen. We are on the Fa'in Amud Rishon, starting on the top line. Amri Neherdeaid, the rabbis of Neherdeaid said, Lo kadvinan urketa amitaltele. Amar of Asher la amemor, my ta'ama. Amar de Meshum de Buchanan. Amar of Buchanan, Gazab, Lonet Yashua Bealim. שניהם אין הם יכולים להקדיש זה לפי שאין לו שלו וזה לפי שאין לו ברשותו So we're familiar with Rabbi Yohanan's deen already Rabbi Yohanan's deen we learned already on the previous Hamud A person steals something There was no Yehush Be'alim So therefore the Ganab doesn't own it So therefore he cannot make it Igdash זה לפי שאין לו שלו And the owner cannot make Igdash Even though it's his Because it's אין לו ברשותו So based on this the rabbis of Nadal will possess a deen of Lo kadvinan urketa amitaltele. What does that mean? An urketa is like a, a power of attorney of some sort. Where you're writing, let's say, a, a document uh, where you want, let's say, take metaltaline movables out of somebody's uh, possession. But you're not going to be around. You cannot represent yourself in middin. Now, you've got to be in front of Bed-Din to make a claim to say that that metatoline is mine. If you don't show up to Bed-Din, so then that Bed-Din is not going to react. So what do you do? You're at an urkita. You're at like a power of attorney where you're giving it over to your shalia and you're saying, I give uh, this guy full power to go to the Bed-Din to represent me, to take out any metatoline that I'm, you know, claiming over here and then he can rese- represent in Bed-Din. Now she calls it... Uh, Urkita, the top line, Harsha'ah. Harsha'ah, that's like this power of attorney that we're talking about. Okay, look at Ashi. Mishum, so he says, you don't do it. Lo kadvinan urkita amitaltele. Why can't you do it? Ashi. So the Rabbi Halal, Deo'il de'eno b'rishuta be'alim. Since the metaltele that we're talking about over here, the guy doesn't have the metaltele yet. Eno yachol laknoto l'shaliyah. Which means, these metaltalin over here, uh, that he's trying to get out, they're not in his possession yet. He doesn't have a, uh, he's trying to get them. So therefore he cannot be makneh, the metaltalin, to the uh, person that you're appointing as a shaliyah, since they are not in your reshut. He writes like this. Yeah, he wants to use a, a proxy, third party, to represent them in Bed-Din. 
לא די שימנה שליח, אבל זה לא דווקא גם מקום שליח, שכן הנתבע אינו מחויב לעמוד בדין. אקזקטלי, זה נתבע, כמה לא נמצא, דין ודברים אין לי עליה, אני לא מבין את זה, אני לא מבין את זה, אני לא מבין את זה, אני ואם יתבענו השליח לעמוד עמו בדין עבור התובעיה יוכל הנתבע לומר אי אתה בעל דברים בתביעה זו זה הכתב ארונו הוא יאה אמנה גרגל בעבודתיו כדי שיהיה לשליח סמכות תגיד לי שליח פאוור לעמוד בדין צריך התובעיה להקנות לשם את הממון שאותו הוא תובעיה He has to be מקנהם the money as if it's his money If it's the money that's coming to me I'm being מקנהת you so now you're the בעל דברים Only problem is He doesn't have that money. How does he do that? So he writes what's called a harsha'ah. I'm coming after you for movables. It's, it's, it's by my claimant, by the guy that I'm claiming. That just like I cannot be magdish davar she'eno b'rishuti, I cannot be makneh the metaltalim to you with metaltalim. Metaltalim about that guy. I'm trying to get the metaltalim back to me. And I need you to represent me. The only way I can, you can represent me is if I transfer, make a urketa, make a harsha'ah. But you can't do it. So that's the deen of the harda'ah. Based on the Yohanan, you cannot make an urketa on metaltalim. Huh? Ikane amre, so I have a different version of this halakha. אמרי נהרדר עד רבא זדה עשד, לא כדבין על אורקתא אמטלטלה דחפרה. That's talking about a case where the guy that's being claimed is כופר. What is כופר mean he says? I don't know anything. טעמה דחפרה. Only because he's כופר on the claim. דמחזה כשקרה. Because then the whole הרשעה looks like שקר. Because it looks like the, uh, uh, the Toveya, the guy that's claiming over here, is being makneh, uh, this person over here, Mamon, that he doesn't have a zikhut, because the guy's saying it never happened. Yeah. However, But it's mashma that if the guy was not being kofer, you'd be able to write. Let's read that she over here. And she says the chafre, third line. Im mafkid Right, which means, uh, let's, uh, let's see the owner, uh, or the guy that's being claimed, is Kofis, I don't owe you the money. So in that case, why can't I write a harsha'ah? Because it looks like that harsha'ah is a uh, fake. Why? I'm writing a document, the money that this guy owes me, uh, I'm making you my power of attorney that you have this document, as if I'm giving you the money from that. What money? The guy's saying there's no money over here. So it looks like the document that you're writing is a... Shekir document. But mashma, that if the guy wasn't being kofed, he'd be allowed to write this document over and give it to the, uh, and give it to the, uh, to, to your sharia in order to represent you. Okay? So that's the, that's the two sides over here. Okay. He was kofed with Pekadu. Okay. Comes again and says, Kadvina. The Aminar De'e. Urketa, you have an Urketa. The locative bed is not written in it. Zil dun, uske, the apik le nafshach, let bem mamasha. My tama, Mishum da amar leheach, la ba de varim didiat. 
Okay, now we're giving you a text of the Urkita. The Urkita has to have in it zeal, go, dun, go to the court, uschi, and bizoche, on my stuff, the apik linafshach, and take it for yourself. Which means he really has to make him himself. He has to give him the full right to say, go for yourself and take the goods out. Unless, exactly. Unless you make him the actual plaintiff, the Baal, the, the Nitbah can come along and say, I don't got to talk to you. I, I, I don't have any dealings with you over here. So therefore they have to, yes, they got the Urkita. They look at the Urkita bit, you see what it says. If it doesn't say those words, that he's exactly filling the shoes of the, uh, of the one that's claiming the money, the rabbis will not even judge the case. Amar even if, let's say, the guy gave him rights to half the claim. That is a $10,000 claim. Listen, I'm giving you right to go to the bed team for $5,000 and go and get the metaltalin. And you wrote the right, you wrote the right, you wrote the right words after that. Betim will say, once already he gave him permission to go collect the five, already they'll let him go take the complete. Look at that. Shiv ikatav ba le mehsa u shalish dun uschidin afshach va mutar sheli. Right? And the rest is, uh, is, is, I mean, he kept back some. Migu de mishta'in ne eman dina ba de shali apalga al kurhad de lomatsil me male la ba de dimat mishta'i akula. Once already you believe him for part. Maybe for a dollar, exactly. That if you believe for the... Just like he's name out for this, he's name out for that. We continue. Amar. Amemor. I tafas lo mafkinan mine. Which means, <laughs> if he keeps the money for himself, you can't take it out from him. Which he, he has arshaha now. So now he won. So now he gets the money. So the guy comes back and says, hey, that's my money. I'm sorry, I took it. I'll see you later. Bottom line, he wrote it. It's your money. Again, the, the whole purpose is you hope he's going to give it. He's an imam. He's going to give it back to you. He was representing you. But if the guy still fits for himself, you cannot take the money. She's from the imam from the from the original guy. You don't take it out from him. Oh, even though it doesn't say there, apik That's hadush. Because that's really what you're supposed to write in the uh, in the Arshaa. It's not Harina. Vitafas Shaliyah Mamon Shosi. That's the way we learned. Ve'kebol de'atzmo. The Shaliyah was motzi the money, and he kept it for himself. Lo mafkina min kach matzadi katu b'chubat ekorim v'zayikah. That's the ikar of Rashi. If the Shaliyah that got the Arshaa ends up keeping the money to himself, he gets to keep it. You cannot take it out. That's not right over here. You can try. Adkei kach the power of the. Of this shali over here, it's really his mamon. Why can't you write it tonight? Since he writes in the Shtar al-Sha'a that all the hotsaot that you're going to, exactly, you're going to take out for me, I'm going to pay whatever expenses. It's going to cost you money. So therefore, I'm paying for you. I'm paying for the expenses. So therefore, he is a shaliyah. And therefore, that's like a tonight. And therefore, since the expenses are on me, 
you cannot come along and say, I'll keep you. I paid for this whole uh, expense. So it's as if he's saying, you're my shaliyah, therefore you cannot take a good ashi. Therefore, if he takes it, we're going to take it out of him. And someone will say, since he said all the expenses are on me, uh, he makes him a partner. What does it mean, a partner? It's the mind of Kamina. Limitvas, palga. Ah, that the one that got Tarsha'ah is able to take half of the uh, mamon. He makes him a shutaf. Uh, he can take from up to half the money. Now, what's the logic of that? Why he can take half the money? That's she. Right? The mitfas palga. Mamon shivi imrotzila akif hatsyo. Who's alaka like? Vilcheta shaliyah shavya. And therefore, no, shaliyah. Can I take anything? Can I take anything? Because bottom money told him I'm paying the expenses, and therefore he doesn't get uh, uh, anything. Mishnah continues. Ganab al pi shenayim v'tavach umachar al pihem. So a guy stole al pi shenayim. The two witnesses caught him that he stole v'tavach umachar al pihem. The same two witnesses then testified that not only did he steal, but either he slaughtered the animal or he sold it. Or al pi shenayim aharim. All that said, there were two other witnesses, meaning two witnesses testified that he stole, and two other witnesses testified that he was tabah. Omachar v'shalev tashlume arba'a v'hamisha. But so it doesn't matter. You don't need the same set of witnesses, even if two sets of witnesses testify on the two stages. One says ganav, one set, and the other set says tabah omachar. So he has to pay. Okay, he stole an animal, let's say, and he sold it on Shabbat. Or for that matter, he sold it for Avodah Zarah. Or he stole and he slaughtered on Yom Kippurim. Let's just review these cases first. These cases, the Mishnah is going to say, you have to pay Arba'a <coughs> The only time you're not going to pay Arba'a is if there's going to be a death penalty involved in the, uh, in the uh, selling or in the slaughtering. For example, if a person would steal something and slaughter it on Shabbat, <laughs> since already he dies for the slaughtering, because you're not allowed to be shochet on Shabbat, so we have a rule that says, Kim Therefore you get the stronger of the punishments, the most severe of the punishments. So in that case you would not pay, not Arba'ava Hamisha, not Kefil, not anything. However, in a case where he was ganav umachar b'shabbat, where he sold, no, no isud deoraita, let's say, to sell on Shabbat, there's no death penalty, we'll call it. So therefore, ganav umachar b'shabbat, indeed, is going to be hayav to pay arba'ah hamisha. The other case is that he sold it, let's say, for avodah zarah. Again, he didn't worship it, he sold it for avodah zarah, also... There would be no be no chayuv mitah. Therefore, you have to pay arba b'hamisha. Or for that matter, ganav v'tavach on Yom Kippurim. On Yom Kippur, there's no death penalty. The isur is karet, and therefore there's no kimne b'darba mine on the karet. So a person stole and he slaughtered something on Yom Kippurim, he's still obligated to pay arba b'hamisha. Ganav meshel aviv. Okay, let's say he stole from his father. 
Vitabah Umakar, and then he slaughtered it or he sold it. Harkak mit Abiv, and then his father died. So the Mishnah is going to say yes to Prabhupada Hamisha. Because that's considered already thievery. Because he stole it from his father. And his father didn't die until after the whole Avod was finished. However, let's say his father died in between. He stole it from his father, then his father died. Now he becomes a Yoresh. So therefore that item becomes his. So therefore he would not be Hayab al Hamisha, because Shelohu Tovayah, Shelohu Mokher. So you have to say the case is talking about where the father died after the whole Avod. So therefore when he slaughtered it, it was not his. Therefore he has to pay that she says to the other inheritors that she says that she says because when he slaughtered it, it wasn't Ignesh. If he would have made it Ignesh first, he would not be Hayab al Hamisha. Because it's not his. It's not, uh, it's not Ne'ehu. But She'en can, if he slaughtered it, and then he made it Ignesh, we'd have to pay al Hamisha. The last part of the Mishnah says, Let's say he stole the animal and he slaughtered it, but he didn't slaughter it for eating. He slaughtered it for... Rifu'ah. He's going to use the uh, the animal for rifu'ah in some for medicinal uh, medicinal purposes. Or the kelabim. Or he's slaughtering it in order to give it to the dogs to eat. Ashuhet vidimset terefa. Or he slaughtered it and you found the animal to be a terefa. Ashuhet hulin ba'azara. Or for that matter, you slaughtered hulin unsanctified animals in the azara of the metamik. That's where there's no death penalty on that either. In all those cases, again you have to pay the hadush in the cases of refu'ah and in the case of kelavim, the hadush is even though you're not storing it to eat per se, and the hadush of terefa is even though it's not edible, still, bottom line, you made a shahita you're indeed going to be Hayav. Rabbi Shimon Poter Mishne Elu. Rabbi Shimon is Poter in the last two cases. When you shohet for the Kelavim, since you're not slaughtering it in order to, to eat it, that's not considered a Shehita. Excuse me. I'm sorry that she says not like me. That she says Rabbi Shimon Poter Mishne Elu Betrefa Ubehudin. Because since Terefa, the animal is not edible. And Hulin Ba'azara. Because Hulin Ba'azara, you cannot eat the animal as well. According to the Bishim'on, the only time the animal is going to be Hayav uh, Arbaba Hamisha, the owner or the thief, Hayav Arbaba Hamisha, is when the Shaita is viable. Look at the Rashi. Mishneh Elu Betrefa U Behulin Ba'azara. The Kasabar Bishim'on, Shaita She'ena Reuya, La Shemesh Shaita. So therefore, if you slaughter it and it became a Terefa, no good. Or you slaughtered it, and let's say, uh, it was you can't eat it. Therefore, you're not going to be hayab. The shaita has to be a shaita that is kasher. But let's say you slaughtered it for the fu'ah purposes, or for the dogs, shaita re'uyahi. 
Right, it's edible, it's just that you're not deciding to eat from it. Therefore, the Mishavon will say, in that case, will be Hayab, Arba'ava, So we have a very important Mahlokim regarding that. We'll see it again in the Gemara. Gemara begins, Leba Matnitin, Delok Rabbi Akiva. Why? De'i Rabbi Akiva, Ha'amar Davar, Velo Hatsi Davar. We have a halakha that says, when witnesses go and testify in a Bitdin. So they have to testify a full testimony. Rabbi Akiva learns from the word Davar. He says Davar velo chati Davar. Because al pi shnayim edim yakum Davar. So that she says, Vahani edet tebihad diktani v'matnitin o al pi shnayim edim achirim chati Davar kemeshadeh. Di'ilav adeh geneva ika levemad di'deh katabah. Exactly. Which means according to Rabbi Akiva. He says the testimony has to be a complete testimony. Now, now, Mishnah, you have two witnesses that stay Ganav. Two other witnesses come along and say Tabah. The witnesses that come along and say Tabah, they need the witnesses of Ganav. Because just to say Tabah, maybe he's thought his own thing. So therefore, that testimony is considered Chati Davar. You don't, you don't stand alone. You need the testimony that preceded you. And therefore... Al Mishnah said, if you have two witnesses that said Gereva, and two witnesses that said Tabiha, he pays. But really, according to Biakiva, it's Hatsi Davar. Because the second testimony is dependent on the first testimony. Because Tabiha alone doesn't mean anything. So Gemara says, Netanya, Amar Biyosef. Kishalak Abba Halafta, Etzer Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri lilmod Torah. When Abba Khalafta went to Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri to go study Torah, the Amri that Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri, Etzer Abba Khalafta. That's the father of Rabbi Yosef, was called Abba Khalafta. Amar lo. So he told him, Hare she'akhla shana rishona b'fnei shnaim. Shiriya b'fnei shnaim. Shirishit b'fnei shnaim. Ba'u. Amar lo, Hare zu hazaka. We have a story of a person that lives on a field. He lives on a field, and he lives on it one year. And then he lives on it two years. And three years already, it's considered hazaka. Which means that already he's considered the owner, because if nobody protested or contested his living on the field for three years, you could assume that it is his. But you need witnesses to say that he lived on the field for three years. So the case is, the first year two witnesses came along and said, we saw he lived on the field for one year. It doesn't mean anything one year. The next year, the two, two other witnesses came along and said, we saw he lived on the field for this year as well. Then the third year, two other witnesses came along. So then when the hazaka is built from the testimony of all three uh, years, of each one saying, we testified that he was on the field for one year. So the Gemara says, Harezu hazaka. It's considered hazaka. So he tells him back, Af ani omer kids. I agree with you. However, Ela Shabi Akiva Holik Madavar. But Rabbi Akiva doesn't agree with us on this. Why? Shahabi Akiva Omir Davar Velo Hatsi Davar. And this is a case of Hatsi Davar. Because if a guy comes on two witnesses come along and testify, we saw this guy living on the field for a year. Doesn't mean anything. His testimony is not valid unless you have the other two testimonies before, which is the, the testimony alone does not create anything. You need all, all three. So therefore, Rabbi Akiva would say that these guys are not accepted because we consider Hatsi Davar. It's half a testimony. Amar Afilu Rabbi Akiva. Not so fast. Rabbi Akiva would agree with us. What do you mean Afilu Rabbi Akiva? 
Gemara says, Milo Modera Bi Akiva, Bishnaim Umrim Kiddish, Ushnaim Umrim Baal. That's the Bi Akiva's case. You have two witnesses that come along and say, This guy was Mikadesh a lady. Two other witnesses come along and say that we saw this lady have be out with somebody else. That's already Eshet Ish. Here the two t- testimonies. First two witnesses come along and say this guy's married to this lady. A is married to B. Two other witnesses come along and say, oh, we saw B go with somebody else. Now, to say B'a alone, maybe she was single. So the ones that are saying B'a need the testimony of Kiddushin in order for the testimony to... To mean something, correct? So Gemara says that even though the Afagav the Adebia, Siriki the Adekidushin, even though the Adebia need the Kiddushin testimony in order for it to, to be worth something, because again, maybe she's single, so she had she had be out with somebody. Maybe she was single. <laughs> Ella, you're coming to try to kill her. You're trying to say she's an adulteress. How? Because you're relying on the Edim that came before you. So even though Adebia need Adekidushin. Which means, since the Adek Kedushin don't need the Adek so that was considered a full testimony. Which means, according to the Biakiva, when does he hold Hatsi Davar? When both testimonies are needed for each other. When the first cut needs the second cut, and the second cut needs the first cut. That's already considered Hatsi Davar. That's like the case of the Hazaka. We have the fields, each guy's testimony stands alone, doesn't mean anything. I saw the guy living on a field for one year, doesn't mean anything. Another guy comes along the next year, with two guys, we saw him living on the field for a year, doesn't mean anything. Each testimony alone does not stand unless it has its friend, right? The other one. Meshigan, in this case over here, does the Kiddushin need the Bi'ah testimony? No. no. Oh, but the Bi'ah needs the Kiddushin, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Once already you see on one way that he doesn't need the other testimony, therefore it's considered Dabar, therefore the Bi'ah will agree that we accept even the Adeh Bi'ah. That's considered a full testimony. Again, for the Bi'ah Kiva, for a testimony to be invalid, it has to be needed both ways. One testimony one needs testimony two, and testimony two needs testimony one. Mashiach, in this case of Adek Kiddushin and Adek Bi'ah, Kiddushin doesn't need Bi'ah. Once Kiddushin doesn't need Bi'ah, even though Bi'ah needs Kiddushin, it doesn't matter. Consider it a good testimony. Similarly, Hachanameh, <laughs> And the Biakiva will agree then to our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah said what? Two witnesses said Geneva. Two witnesses said Tibiha. Does the two witnesses of Geneva need Tibiha? No. But Tibiha needs Geneva. But it doesn't matter. That will be considered Davar according to the Biakiva. Because even though the second cut needs the first cut, the first cut doesn't need the second cut, it will be a full flesh. So it will be considered Mishnah is going even according to. Rabbi Akiva also comes to give us a bit of banan. The rabbis that argue, and the rabbis don't hold of this Hatsi Davar business. When it says Al Pish Naimidim Yakum Davar, they don't hold Davar below Hatsi Davar. As a matter of fact, it's the rabbis that hold that they accept the testimony of Hazaka. Two, two, two witnesses say he lived in the field one year. Two, next year, two witnesses come along and say he lived in the field 
the second year. And to witnesses come along and say, live in the field in the third year. I, it's Hasid Amar. What do the rabbis do? How do they say that that's okay? Each testimony is really interdependent on the next one. So it says, So what's the case that the rabbis learn? We have a girl. For a girl to be considered a gedola, she has to be 12 years old, and she also has to bring se'arot. She has to bring already hairs. So you need testimony that she already brought se'arot. So one witness, is, one witness comes along and says, that what? I saw one hair, begabba. Begabba, meaning on, let's say, the back of her head. Behad omer, or her back. Begabba, mamash her back. Be'achad Omer, another witness comes along and says, Be'kiresa. Meaning, we'll, we'll say two witnesses. The first group comes along and says, we saw a one hair on her, uh, actually one witness. One witness comes along and says, on the back of her head. The other witness comes along and says, we saw one hair on her Be'kiresa, uh, like the stomach. Oh, so then you want to say what? That's Hasidavar. Because to be a full-fledged Gedolah, she has to have two. So they're only testifying that they saw one. So the Gemara is holding. Hai chatsi davar v'chatsi edutu. That's not only chatsi davar, which means they're testifying on half an item, but it's chatsi edut, because only one guy. So that's, that's, that's for sure no good. I, need, I want a case where you have edut, but chatsi davar. This case of me is Hatsi Davar Hatsi Aidut. One witness and one witness. So give us okay. Ella the Mi'ute Shnaim Omrim. Ehad Bigabba, the Shnaim Omrim, Ehad Bikiresa. Oh, two witnesses come along and say, We saw one hair on her, the back of her hand. The other one says, Two witnesses say, We saw on the Kiresa. Hane Amri Kitanahi, the Hane Amri Kitanahi. Exactly. Which means both are testifying basically she's a kitana. Because one here makes her a kitana. You cannot combine now both testimonies now to make her a gidola. Because the, the testimony itself is good. Because you might say, well, with these two that's saying one here, and these two say one here, in different places, beautiful. Combine them together. That's considered Why? Because in such a case, the only testimony one here, that's Khatidavar, and the purpose is to say she's a kitana. I cannot turn from a testimony of kitana to make gedola. According to the case of Hazaka, when the first witnesses come along and say during the first year and say, this guy lived on the field for one year, they're beginning the process. They're not saying that he, it's not his field. They have to begin the process. It takes three years consecutively for the guy to live on the field. So it's not like when we at the end say, oh, three testimonies, Hazaka. We're not contradicting anything the witnesses said. On the contrary, we say it's all one long process, therefore it's not considered a So basically we have four cases that we discussed over here. We have the case of Ganav, according to two witnesses, and Tabah, according to other two witnesses. In this case, everybody's going to agree, he has to pay why? Because even though the tabah needs the ganav, the ganav doesn't need the tabah, and therefore even the biakira will be modeh. That's the case where everybody agrees. Where's the case 
uh, where they argue. They're going to argue in a second case, you have a Kiddushin. What's the case? Oh, oh, it's a similar case. Kiddushin. Everybody will agree. What's the case? Adeh Kiddushin, one cut. Adeh Bi'ah, the second cut. Even though the Adeh Bi'ah need the Adeh Kiddushin, but the Adeh Kiddushin do not need the Adeh Bi'ah, and Rabbi Akbar will say, that's legitimate. That's case number two. So those two cases are Kula'alma. Everybody agrees. What's the case that the rabbis argue on the Bi'akiva? They argue on the Bi'akiva in the case of Hazakah. Hazakah, when a guy comes along and says, two witnesses we saw living on the field the first year. Next year comes along, two witnesses come along and say, we saw living on the field this year. And third year, two witnesses. The Bi'akiva says, each testimony needs needs the other one. Each one alone cannot stand. Whereas Hakimim come along and say, no. The only time you have a problem of Hatsi Davad is when two witnesses are saying one hair on a girl and two witnesses are saying one hair on a girl. There, we cannot combine them because each one is saying Kitana. You cannot combine two testimonies of Kitana to make a Gedola. Mashiachim in the Hazakah, the field, they're not saying anything, they just say one year. And if somebody wants to come along and say there was a second year, good, tack it on. And you want to say it was a third year, good, we're not arguing on that. But the process to make a Hazakah on a field is a three year process. So that is the Suya of Damar and Hatsi Damar. Comes again, and continues. Ganabu Machar Be Shabbat. So what do we say in the Mishnah? A guy went and sold on Shabbat. Okay, so Hayav Hamisha. Okay? If he sold on Shabbat, because there's no Isur, there's no Hayav Mita. Okay, let's just review the laws here. A guy stole an animal. Okay? Mishnah said, he went on Shabbat and he sold it. Machab. What's the normal rule of Ganavu Machab? Arbaab Hamisha. Good. Even if you do it on Shabbat, you'll have to pay Arbaab Hamisha. But let's say you were Ganav Tabah on Shabbat. No, because to be high, you And then we have a rule that says, Therefore, you do not pay in the case where you have to die. In the case where a person dies, it's, that's the biggest onish. Good. So now the Gemara Shnah said, but if you're selling something on Shabbat, there's no Hayyub Mita on selling. Therefore, you're going to have to pay Arba'a. Mahabisha comes again and asks a question. What are you talking? <coughs> we have a Braita that says if a person sells something on Shabbat, meaning he sells the animal on Shabbat, he's patur. That's Mahabisha. There's a death penalty somehow when he's selling. Give me a case where you can have a death penalty in selling something. So Gemara says, I'll tell you the case. You know what the case of patur is? Be'omer lo. Akots. The guy that wants to buy the stolen animal, the guy stole an animal now, right? Now he's selling it. So you have a buyer. Now the guy knows he's buying a, uh, a stolen animal. He don't care. So you know what he tells the seller? He tells, which is, which is the ganav, I'll buy this animal from you, but uh, I got to pay you. Right? You know what? You see, I have this fig tree over here. Pluck the figs from my tree, on Shabbat, and I will acquire the animal. So the sale is being done through something that would be Hayuv Mita, because it's a Sut Mitolesh on Shabbat. So we generated a case where you can have a Hayuv Mita in a sale. The sale per se is not Avon, but the way the sale is being officiated over here is through what? Plucking off a fig off the tree. Oh, so therefore you won't pay So comes the Gemara and says Gemara says that cannot be the case Which means Let's say the The guy who bought this Geneva 
the guy who bought it from the Ganav. Let's say he brought the Ganav to judgment. Lo zil shelim. We would not make him, let's say he comes back and says, I want the sale to be nullified. I want my dates back. I want my figs back. Well, let's say he comes along and says, uh, you know what, give me my figs back and uh, pay me. Uh, you, want, you want to nullify the sale somehow. Lo amrina de zil shelim, de mechayeb benafshohu. Look at Rashi. Lo Amdina. Evahai. Itavale bala teena liloket. Bedina lo arzeli teenim shilakat. Yeah, let's say the, the, the buyer comes along and says, you know what? <coughs> I want my, uh, I want the teenim, I want my fix back. Or tell me machatni bedvehem. Or give me the, um, give me the animal. I want the animal. Which means the Gemara is saying over here, the Ganab, since he's Hayab Mita, he does not even have to pay him the animal. Which means the sale is not considered a sale. The Gemara is assuming now an interesting principle that once already the sale cost him his life, the sale is not a sale. And therefore you can't call that a Mechira, which means it's not a Mechira, he doesn't even have to give him the animal. If, if, if the buyer would come to Biddin and say, uh, take the figs uh, back, or give me the animal, no, you don't got to listen to him. Because by doing this, the sale is not a sale. Normally we don't keep there, teaches me, I don't pay and die. Now you're telling me over here that if a person did a certain act, to officiate a sale, that already, and that act is the act of Hayyub Mita, that already nullifies the entire sale. Oh, so therefore the Gemara is back to a question. Give me a case of Mechira that's going to be considered Patur. And don't tell me this case, because this is not even considered a Mechira. So comes the Gemara and says, I'll tell you the case. Gemara says, Ela Amara Papa. The buyer tells the ganav, "Zerok genivutech lahatzeri, v'tekneli genivutech." Oh, throw the animal into my haser on Shabbat, and my haser will be kone. Okay, a guy stole an animal. Now it's Shabbat. Good. So far, it's ganav. Only kefir. Shabbat comes. There's a buyer. Oh, wow! I see that animal. I want to buy the animal from you. Okay, I'll sell it to you. How are we going to sell it to you? Oh, you know what? Throw the animal into my hasir. And my hasir will be quiet. He throws the animal via the shooter rabbi. It lands in the guy's hasir. That's his surah on Shabbat. Mutsim reshut reshut. Therefore it's hayab mitah. Oh, but it's a sale. The sale is a sale. Because bottom line, it, 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 it landed. Oh, but wait. We're back to the same question. We're back to the same question. Kim ne bedrabamine. Why is the sale a sale? So the Gibraltar says, Keman to Rabbi Akiva. De Amar, Keluta, Kemoshun Hadam Ya. We're holding the Shitab Rabbi Akiva that says, once the object gets in the airspace, it's considered ready as if it landed. And therefore, you have to say that what? Keluta Kemoshun Ha. That it comes over here. So at this point over here, um, it didn't land yet. Correct. 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 Look at Ashi, please. Look at Ashi. Look at Ashi. Can I be Akiva? The Amar Behazurek, that's a Kibra Shabbat, that's a Zayin. Kluta Kimishunha. 
Hazorek Mereshut Mereshut Good when you talk about one domain to another Kevan Shekalta Avir Nethayev Mishum Shabbat Lemsa Hayub Shabbat Vehayub Mechira Ba'im Ke'echad Right? The Hayub of Shabbat and the Hayub of the sale are coming at the same time She'avir Chaser which means once already it reaches the airspace, the sale is the the Shabbat is Hayav now, it's like it landed, and the sale is a sale because it's like it landed as a Hasid, that's what says Patur. So it says, Hamokher me Shabbat Patur is a case of what? We threw the animal into the other guy, says, Alibad Rabbi Akiva, that says the Hayuv of Shabbat happens mid air. Because Kiluta is something that's engulfed in the spaces, Kemishe, Hun Hadame, and therefore let's, let's speak it out. What's happening at this point in the airspace? Two things are happening. Hello Shabbat, and the sale. Because it's considered as if it landed in the guy's Hatser. And how's the guy being Koneh? With his Hatser. Yeah. Oh, so Mechira, Shabbat is at the same time, and Yahayab Mita on the Shabbat, therefore the Brayta says, Hamukher Shabbat, Patur. So comes the Gebra and says, "The Iker Abbanan, Kevan de Matalachaser Beto Kana, the Anyan Shabbat, Tomehayev Ad Matya Ne'arah." Whereas according to the Rabbis, it's different. Once it reaches the Chaser airspace, it's Koneh. When does Hanul Shabbat come? Not on Instagram. So you should be Hayav according to Rabbanan. Yeah. Oh, so then we have to say the case of Patur is only going according to Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara says, no, I can make a case according to the Rabbis also. What's the case? Gemara says, Be'omer lo tiknili gilivutech ajetanuah. We made a stipulation. He said, I don't want, the, the, the buyer is saying, I don't want my Hatzin to be koneh for me until it lands. Oh, so even according to the rabbis, Shabbat's hitting when it lands, and the sale is hitting when it lands, so that's the case where it's going to be, Patur, Ravamar. Okay, Ravah comes along now and says, Le'olam kerami barhamma. Oh, go back to the first answer. Give me a case of Mechira that's Patur on Shabbat. So we said the case we're talking about, where the guy, the buyer, told the Ganav, <coughs> I want to buy that item. Okay, go pick uh, dates uh, on uh, from, from, from my tree. Right? So we said a question. We said, oh, what do you mean? Picking the dates on the tree, that invalidates the sale. Because he's Hayab Mitah with his life. And therefore, by the Chalush Shabbat, the sale is not a sale. I, we need a case of Mechira. Rav says, no, you learned wrong. Rav says, that's the first answer. Etnan Asra Torah. The Torah says what? Etnan. If a person made an avon, an arayot, and he paid, right? He paid the zonah money. That's called etnan zonah. That money, you're not allowed to go use now to buy a korban. You know that. So etnan asra Torah. Even if, let's say, the znut was with his mother. And therefore it's hayab mitah. But still the money is considered etnan. And therefore we see that what? That even though there's a Hayyub Mitah, still the money retains its uh, Itnan status. Now, Which means, let's say, 
the, the mother would take the son to Bedin and say, pay me, I didn't get paid yet. Would we make him pay? Of course not, because he's dying. And still what? <laughs> Even though we would not say that she deserves to get paid because the guy is paying with his life. But if he would give it up, it would be considered etnan. You're right. In the case of Shabbat, where he was mehalel Shabbat, you're right. If the guy would toveya and say, I want my things back, he wouldn't have to give it back. Which is, we're falling off the original concept. The sale is a sale. Let, let's review. Just like my Itnan. If the mother would take the kid to Bidnin, I want the Itnan. Uh, you don't have to pay Itnan. He's dying. But still what's It's Itnan. Because if she would pay it, it would be Itnan. So similarly over here, when this guy plugs the uh, dates, or the things, even though you're right, he cannot take him to Bidnin because I want my figs, or I want the animal, because bottom line, he's dying for it. But if he would give it to him, the sale would still be a, the sale is considered a sale, therefore that's the case of Hayyuf Shabbat, and Mechirat, therefore he's going to be Patur.